We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show. Live here on this Tuesday evening with you. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media at 92.9 The Game. At JMCH316 on Twitter. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll talk to uh, our buddy Kevin Egan, formerly of uh, Valley Sports Atlanta United coverage, but currently the play-by-play guy for WWE Raw. But we'll talk some World Cup, some United, and some Survivor Series with him uh, in about 20 minutes from right now. Hey, uh, the BetQL app uses proven data and analytics to help you make smarter bets. Losing money is no fun, but winning is. Get started today. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. This is your night look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. Here is the Falcons playoff predictor that they have a 27% chance right now of making the playoffs. So they still have some life to them. Um, 12% chance to, or sorry, 9% chance to win the division. So the division is the thing that is in play the most for the Atlanta Falcons right now. Um so, look, it's not a great percentage, not an easy pathway, but, you know, the division is really the only way at this point that the Falcons are going to find themselves in the playoff hunt. Did you see uh, Brian Edwards, former Falcons, signed with the Chiefs practice squad uh, today? So, not super surprised that they cut him only because there was a draft pick involved. So, a tiny bit surprised, but he did nothing. That was a disappointment. Um, really did nothing for this offense. So, But he does sign with the Chiefs practice squad, which means he'll probably go out in a couple of weeks and score four touchdowns in a game. So, anyway. Uh, your top five offensive linemen through uh, week 12, uh, Creed Humphrey and Andrew Thomas are four and five. They're both 87.3 in their grade. Christian Derrishaw, remember when we could have drafted him from the Vikings, 89. Chris Lindstrom comes in at number two with a 92.4. And Trent Williams from the 49ers is number one with a 93.2. Here's some of the grades from the Falcons and Commodores game over the weekend. Lindstrom was number one at 95.2. Michael Pruitt, 82.8. Jake was a 79.4. McGarry was a 78.4. Dolman was a 77.8. And Parker Hesse was a 77.8 as well. On the defensive side, 
Michael Walker with that big interception, 90.4. Ebikady, 85.6. Did not play very much, but you see that spin move he put on? Effective. Uh, Grady was an 81.4. D. Alford a 78. And A.J. Terrell was a 72.8. Some of the other notables, Marcus Mariota was a 70.3. Patterson was 67.3. I did not think they got Patterson the ball nearly enough. 11 carries and three receptions. Should have been in the 20s when uh, all was said and done. Uh, Drake Lennon was a 60. Richie Grant was a 45.8. Hawkins was a 34.4. And Jaleel Johnson, who had to play because of the Taquan Graham injury, was a 30.5. That's not exactly where you want to see your lineman is when they're in the 30s. But anyway. Um, All right, let's get to some audio here. Let's hear from the head coach, Arthur Smith, yesterday. Here is a clarification on Ebikady and his forearm injury. Obviously, you know, AK didn't finish the game. Uh, hopefully he'll be all right, you know, because he's dealing with the, with the wrist injury. And, uh, you know, we'll try some different things to maybe a different brace here or there. And see, make sure, check again, make sure there's nothing else lingering with him. But, yeah, just to, just to be clear, so it's a wrist injury, not a forearm for forearm. It's the semantics right here. Somewhere in here. Well, it's, 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 it's not the forearm. I mean, it's, 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 it's all attached. Forearm, it's all attached. Right. Don't think it's more on the lower. Sure. <laughs> that was our buddy Michael Rothstein from ESPN that asked that question, that follow-up. I love Michael. Mike's a good dude. Um, look, here's the thing. Evocate is your best pass rusher. He was limited in practice last week. He did play, played very little, had to go out. Okay? They've got a buy coming up. We brought this up with Tori. She, she brought up the idea, and I think it makes sense. There's a buy. You wonder how much they're going to use him this weekend. I, I want to see him start. I would rather him sit out this week, take the bye week off, and come back in a few weeks, and let's rock and roll for the end of the season. And start. I've seen all I need to see out of Adi Ogundeji. Okay? I don't care if he's a better run stopper. I don't care if he sets the edge better. What I need is a guy who can get up and go get the quarterback. I need a guy who can make that spin move and go get the quarterback. That's what I need. Much rather see Ebikati start and play and get the majority of snaps. Okay, I don't. I, at this point, if he's not ready, then you shouldn't have drafted him. He's a second-round pick, pass rusher, played at a high-level program in a high-level conference against high-level competition. If he ain't ready by week friggin' 13 to start, but obviously he's dealing with this injury, so... We'll see what happens, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's very limited again as they head into their bye week. All right, here's uh, Arthur talking about something I brought up with Tori. Elijah Wilkinson could come back from IR. We just have to see how it goes. We got to see if he's ready to practice Wednesday, and then obviously if he is ready, see how he looks by the end of the week. You know, it's you know, a little bit like CP where they come back after a month. You got a better shot than a guy that's been off for three months. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll have more discussions about it. And, with Elijah and the medical team, and, but he has it. There is a chance. You know, the window's open for him, and he's made good progress. But even if he gets out there, it doesn't guarantee that he play. Friday's the day. That's the day to watch. If he practices Friday, there's a definite chance he could play on Sunday. Um, I still think he's probably another week away, but we will see. Um, would love to have him back, but I, you know, if he's not ready, then he's not ready. All right. Here's Arthur explaining the decision. To pass on that second and goal from the four. There's a lot that goes into it. You know, you've been in those situations. If 
certainly your thoughts different if, if a field goal wins it, right? You're down two, or even if you're down three, being risk adverse. Uh, and I say that meaning like call a run, you score, you're going to have the same, same issue. You're happy you score a touchdown, but you're going to have to turn around and still have to defend. Uh, you'd love to have it where you score a touchdown with one second there, no time and kick it and go home. And so when you're, you're down six, you're going through the thought process. You call, you call a run play, uh, the first play, you lose two yards. Now you're second to four. You know, runs you like, there's also, you know, passes. So do you, do you pass it on? Probably going to have to have the pass it if you, don't, if you don't get it in at some point, whether it's third or fourth down. And went with uh, that. Those are decisions you make. So you go with the decision right there to, to get them in. The, you're pretty confident in what you're going to get. And we got it, but unfortunately, they made a play. And so you live with that decision. And it's one thing if you get wired, you call a pass, you're wired, play extension, throws a pick. Um, you know, I've, you know, people bring up different references. You know, hey, this, it's like saw this happen in a big game or ball gets picked on second down. I mean, we've all, we've all seen it. I mean, those are obvious things. And those are, those are, you know, bang, bang. I mean, these are ones where different scheme, different situation, time left in the game. Where you feel like you got pretty good with two of your better players, or you've schemed it up with, with Patterson and Drake. But unfortunately, they got a pretty damn good player on the other side that battled all day with and uh, Deron Payne. And he tipped it, and not only did he tip it, the ball bounced it forward. How long is that clip? Minute 40. Okay. That's a minute 40 of saying nothing. That's a minute and 40 seconds of my life I will never have back. What, what did he say? I don't understand anything that he said there. I. I, and I love Arthur, okay? But I don't understand a single solitary word of what he's talking about. He didn't say anything. I, I mean, God bless him. Spoke for a minute 40. I'm a, I'm, I'm, one minute and 40 seconds closer to my birthday now. But I guess that's there a good go. thing. So. <laughs> All right, here's uh, Arthur talking about how to prepare for Kenny Pickett. Give you I think you guys have to kind of see what they're, they're doing. Uh, we certainly have. I call these guys, which is why I think it's important to whether you take a guy, you need to, you don't skip steps in the offseason, you need to learn the lead because, again, you only have a certain number of picks and you got to know who, who's coming in and what their strengths and weaknesses and you kind of see what they're doing as a pro. So um, it's not necessarily going back and looking at college tape. There's enough now where you, you got a good feeling, but you got to certainly know what, what it looked like at University of Pittsburgh. Well, look, he um, they won last night. They, they beat the Indianapolis Colts, so say what you will, but that was a a good win for them. They have not played overly well um, this season. They're four and seven on the year, um, you know. And listen, Pickett last night in that game in that twenty-four seventeen win, twenty of twenty-eight, a buck seventy-four, six point two yards an attempt. He did take three sacks in the game, ran for thirty-two yards uh, in the game, you know, as well. So played well enough to get a win. I mean, if if my quarterback was 20 for 28 for buck 74 and we won. I'd take it as well. So uh, let's go to number nine, trying to give Patterson the football however we can. Multiple ways to try to find him the football, to get him the football. Uh, rushing attempts and things like that. And it's not just targets. I mean, that's what shows up on the, the stat sheet. Um, you know, sometimes you, you call a play with a guy being a primary, for example, with Drake. You know, where a lot of those where he may be the primary. But the ball's not going there for whatever reason. Maybe it's because of the coverage, and you got to progress. The example I just gave you with OZ, um, that happens a lot too. And you may call a play, the guys with the primary, but they have a say. They can change it up, and you've got to have an answer. You can't say, "Oh, I'm only going to call it for this call." 
you can do that and have three checks on every play, but you're going to play pretty slow. So you've got to be able to progress and, and have answers, and that's what we try to do. Okay. Um, again, he said nothing. How long was that clip? That clip wasn't as bad. It was 40 seconds. All right, so in 420. So that's a minute and 20 seconds? Oh, no, no, no two, two minutes, minutes and 20, 20 seconds. seconds. Yeah, so that's two minutes and 20 seconds of my life that I'm not going to be able to get back ever again, that my daughter is never going to be able to spend with her father uh, because of all that. All right, <laughs> here's um, uh, here's Arthur Smith. Let's go to 13 real quick. Uh, Smith on how much play calling is trying to help the defense versus prioritizing yards at all times. You don't feel like you got your matchups maybe in the, on the perimeter or maybe, you know, where you're at um, with the pressure. I mean, a lot of times if you bring a lot of pressure, you play a lot of man, you turn your back to them, you can give up explosive quick. And that's that's a risk assessment on the other side. How you want to play, who you're playing, what the game plan is. And in the last two weeks, we played a lot of, we played two quarterbacks that can extend plays. They're very different players. We have a different group of skill guys from Chicago to, to yesterday, which is a pretty talented group outside. And um, they were able to extend some drives. We played pretty well in situational football. It gave us a shot. You, know, you hold somebody 19 points, as ugly as it may feel at times, you know, in the, in the run game and in the way they had the clock, we gave ourselves a chance. So there's a lot of things we can improve, run defensively, run fits, things that are realistic, not just coach speak. That'll be a... a That'll be our, you know, charge this week. Well, in that first two minutes and two and a half minutes of Clips coach speak that I heard of, I, I again. All right, there you go. Uh, when we get back, Kevin Egan is going to join us, our buddy that uh, formerly of Bally Sports and uh, and Landy United. We'll talk some World Cup with him. We'll talk some Landy United. We'll talk some Survivor Series with him because he is the play-by-play voice of WWE Raw. Kevin Egan up next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, Nineteen on the Game, Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game.
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuck Show, Hanging on the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening with you. Hey, uh, follow the uh, the crew for free. It's an app in the uh, Odyssey App Store, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, an NFL podcast with Josina Anderson, former NFL quarterback Fred Smoot, and actor Morris Chestnut. Each week they will break down and give you a peek behind the curtain as they offer real talk on the headlines across the NFL. Follow the crew for free on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast from. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media at 9 the game. <clears throat> Excuse me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. I'm at JMCH316. Well, bunch to get into. We got World Cup. We got Atlanta United. Oh, yeah. We got Survivor Series that just wrapped up over the weekend. So let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. And let's talk to our friend of the show, our buddy Kevin Egan. You, of course, can follow Kevin on Twitter at Kev underscore Egan. Besides all the soccer knowledge that he has, he, of course, is the voice, the play-by-play voice of WWE's Monday Night Raw and joins us on the waitforward.com hotline. Kevin, as always, buddy, it's been a long time. Thanks for spending a few minutes uh, with us here in Atlanta as uh, we got a lot to get into with you tonight. Hey, Chuck, how are you doing? Great to be on your show again. Man, I am great. Let's start with the World Cup. Great win for the USA today. So where do you think, when you look at now getting into the round of 16, what do you think the realistic chances are for the U.S. moving forward in this tournament? It's really hard to tell, quite honestly, because the Dutch have a lot of known, but a lot of unknown about them as well. A lot of young talent breaking through. Cody Gapo has three goals already in the tournament, and he's linked to real top clubs around Europe uh, right now. And then they have the experienced campaigners like a Virgil van Dijk uh, at the back and younger guys like Matthijs de Ligt and uh, Frankie de Jong in midfield. So they're a very, very good team with a really experienced manager in Louis van Gaal. So this is no easy feat whatsoever. However, in saying that, this isn't the Dutch side of old, you know, the Dutch side that Frank de Boer, who we know from the Atlanta days, mm-hmm. was on. Um, you know, with Edgar Davids and Patrick Kluivert and, and that wonderful side led by Edwin van der Sar in goal. It, it's a different proposition all of a sudden. So, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I give the U.S. Uh, I give the U.S. A, a, a strong chance here. They won't be favourites. They will be underdogs in this. But the U.S. love that. The U.S. will always play up to that. And I'm curious to see what the update will be on Christian Pulisic and Josh Sargent. Both went out with injuries today, which would be incredibly cruel. Uh, especially Pulisic, because he put his body on the line today for the winner for the team and took a big hit. And we were told over the air, over the broadcast on Fox, that it was an abdominal injury. So hopefully nothing too crazy and too serious for Pulisic. And Josh Sargent, I think, will be a key player in that game too because, I look, I'm just being honest here, the biggest issue for the U.S. is a striker. And the U.S. now ahead of the next World Cup, which is on home soil, have four years to find a striker because we do not have a good enough striker at this level. And uh, in other areas, we have, we have talented, very good players, especially in midfield. But up front, we're seriously lacking right now. And when you go up against top opposition, you know, most teams have a really good top-class striker. So what's the thing that the USA does best? I think in midfield right now, I think you'll be struggling to find too many teams that will dominate the US. Weston McKenney, Tyler Adams, who's the captain, and Eunice Musa, a young midfielder cover every blade of grass who are, who are quite methodical and intelligent for such young players. And they, they can take the ball and transition from defense to attack really quickly, 
but they're also very good at pressing, very good at winning the ball back for their team. And they've just got that wonderful mentality about them that they're, they're not going to let anybody bully them out on the field at all. So I think in midfield right now, it's a major strength for the U.S. Turner has been excellent in goal. Uh, I thought Sergio Dest at right back today was very good. At the back, it's curious to me that, you know, coming into this World Cup, I really did think that the Aaron Long-Walker-Zimmerman partnership would be the one that we'd see the most. And sure enough, both were on the bench today. And we saw Cameron Carter-Vickers, who's been excellent for Celtic of late, over in Scotland. And we saw Tim Ream, the veteran who plays for Fulham in the Premier League. And look, they kept a clean sheet. And, and now it's back-to-back games in a World Cup where the U.S. have kept clean sheets and didn't concede. That's the first time it's ever happened with the United States of America at the World Cup. So I wouldn't be surprised if he rolls with Cameron Carter-Vickers and Tim Ream again. Um, and then, you know, I, I think it's a wonderful question, though, that you ask, because going forward, I still think we lack a little bit of ingenuity. Uh, and I, I, I'm curious to know what's going on with Gio Reyna, because he's got that ingenuity. He's so talented, and I'd love to see him on the field a lot more. Kevin Egan joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Of course, you can check him out every Monday night as the play-by-play voice of WWE Raw. So let's talk a little Atlanta United. Um, Garth Lagerway made his uh, debut on the radio station earlier today. Kevin, everybody that I talk to says that this was a slam dunk hire. Are you in that group as well? Yeah, no question. I, I think he, he, best possible hire, all things considered. Somebody that knows Major League Soccer very detailed league um he he comes in with a a wonderful track record and he comes in you know having held the gm position in seattle and now this is a major promotion for him because he's president ceo as we know in sports two completely different roles so he's going to be working you know with carlos bocanegra under him uh, as the technical director and carlos will be working with you know with 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 garth and I, i just think everything he's he's done whether it's uh, you know his time with Real Salt Lake or at Seattle, where he was incredibly successful. He's just the perfect hire, and I didn't get a chance to listen to the Twitter spaces that he did today, but I saw a lot of the quotes, and I, I just thought he's got a wonderful personality. And I think, given what we had with Darren Eels since the very beginning, and 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 even before Atlanta United kicked the ball, you know that position in many ways in this city of Atlanta craves a personality and and someone who's going to connect with the fans. And I do think Gareth Lagerway will do that in his own way. He's not going to be Darren Eels. He's, he's not going to be dressing up as Trainee McTrainface, <laughs> but he is going to do it in his own way and, and connect with the fans and have a bit of fun. So if they do, I mean, as we all expect, that they're going to move on from Joseph Martinez, you know, Tiago Almada, I guess, won the uh, award for best newcomer in MLS. Is he a good enough player to, and this may not be fair, but, I mean, it's the way we, I guess, kind of look at it is, can he be the guy that kind of carries this franchise moving forward from Joseph? It depends. Here's the thing. Thiago Almada is part of an Argentina squad now. So you know, you know damn well, right, that every top club or clubs that are looking at his level of player, right? So I'm thinking, you know, you go to whether it's the West Hams or the Aston Villas in the Premier League or whether it's Sevilla or Villarreal over in Spain. That, that's the level I think right now that's looking at Thiago Almada and saying this could be our star and a player that could then in a couple of years jump to a major team, like a top-level team. So he's got that ability. And if, if a big club comes in for him, Atlanta United will be pushing hard to try and hang on to the, their star. He's a gem. You know, he, he really is. He, he's, a, he's a player who can create something out of nothing, 
with good players around him, he can really excel and he can just dominate the game like a really good point guard. And uh, I, I hope he's, you know, he stays in Atlanta for a while, at least get another season out of him here. Um, he had an incredibly good first season, but I think he can kick on. Now that he knows the city, knows the players, knows the stadium and the pitch, I think he can really kick on to another level here, a much more consistent level. And who's playing in front of him? Honestly, I have no idea. Right. Uh, whether it's Joseph or whether it's, it's someone else, let's just see what Garth Lagerway and, and Carlos Bocanegra come up with. But I know they've got an awful lot of work to do because for Atlanta United to miss out on the playoffs, that is simply not good enough. Not when seven teams get in. I don't care if you've had big-time injuries throughout the season. You still have enough strength and depth to, to get better results at certain times throughout the season. And it just wasn't, it wasn't there. It wasn't good enough from the, the, the players and the coaching staff and everybody involved in getting results. So I think, uh, I think they, they, have a, they have a big, big, big couple of months ahead of them, ahead of the kickoff in February, with recruiting the right sort of players, and crucially for me, the right mentality. The experienced vet to get Ozzy Alonso back is huge. Brad Guzan back, I think, is huge, because look to 17 and 18, Parkhurst, Laurentowitz, Guzan, these players are priceless when, uh, when you're trying to you know, travel and play at altitude, play in the heat, play in the cold. You need the experienced, and for me, American veteran players that, um, that have an influence over the dressing room because we all know senior leadership runs locker rooms. It's just the way it is in every sport. And for me, Atlanta United have not had that of late. Kevin Egan joining us on the WaitFor.com hotline, formerly covering Atlanta United for Bally Sports, but now you see him every Monday night on WWE Raw. All right, Kevin, let's have a little bit of fun and get into it. I, I, I will tell you this. Your partner Corey Graves over the last few years has really grown on me. You know, I, you know, I grew up with Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon and people like that, and so you know Jesse Ventura. So I, you know, I had my guys growing up that I really liked. But I'll give Corey credit. I, I think he's really rounded himself into a, a good broadcaster for his role on that. How much fun are you having working with Corey? You know, are you a little bit surprised that maybe the chemistry that you have with him this early? Yeah, he, he's, well, he, being honest, he's been wonderful with me because I was thrown in the deep end. You know, I, right. I was told, right, you're in, you know, let's go, let's be having you. And so Corey's been outstanding in helping me along the way. And, and it's a, it's a very, very difficult job. I'm, I'm being honest with you. It's, it's just, there's an awful lot that goes into it, you know, that, that maybe you're not aware of when you're watching the show. Um, and it's, it's a challenge. So it's a challenge that I'm, I'm relishing. It's a challenge that's frightening, but also very humbling. And it's one that I just adore right now. So I'm giving it everything to try and make it a success. And, and Corey has been just brilliant with me, helping me with whether it's questions, whether it's during the show, you know, saying I got this or whatever else. Or, uh, you know, he'll push me at times. He'll make fun of me at times. But as you know, in professional wrestling, that's all fun. That's all, that's all good. Right. Like you want that banter back and forth. Um, so once I kind of hopefully, you know, find my voice, you know, as much as I possibly can, I'll be able to give it back to him a little bit more as well. I, I've talked to Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone about this. I want to see what, do you watch the monitor when you're calling a match? Is that how you call a match or do you watch the ring? Monitor. Yeah. Always. Yeah. That, that's, always, that's because... what, the, that's what everybody's always said that you've, you've got to be able to watch the monitor because you'll get wrapped up in the crowd, right? And everything that's kind of going on around you and not, it, it can be tough to watch the match itself. Well, you've got to, you've got to commentate on what people are seeing at home. Right. And it's a, it's a little different. It, that's where the difference lies with calling a soccer game and that, you, you know, you, you've got a situation where the, the, the vantage point you have, 
say for example at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you know that camera one is picking up the guy on the ball in the centre of the field, or whether it's camera one, it's someone else picking up, but I want to be able to see the full picture in that moment. You know, in professional wrestling, it's different. It's just different. It's a, it's a, it's a different world you're living in. And uh, it's just very important that you're calling what everybody at home is seeing. How much did you know about war games going into this? I mean, obviously, Survivor Series this weekend featured war games. How, I, I, honestly, how much did you know about war games matches? It's not, I mean, it's, you got to be old school like me to remember the original war games, but how much did you know about yeah. those matches? I'd watched, I'd actually watched a few documentaries, uh, you know, the, about Dusty Rhodes and the concept and everything um, to do with putting together war games originally. Uh, and I, it was just, it was exciting. And to see it, you know, put together for the first time with the Raw and SmackDown rosters, obviously I'd watched back the NXT matches, um, but to see it, it play out the way they did, I thought that the women's match and the influence that Becky had was incredible. The men's match and the story that was told in the men's match with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Roman and, and the, the, you know, whether he was proving his loyalty to the bloodline and, and, and the way that he did was just a fantastic story. So well told throughout the match. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a, just a thrilling, thrilling few hours. Have, have you ever watched the original war games that was here in Atlanta? The first ever war games match was here at the Omni with Dusty oh, really? and the Road Warrior. Yep, the, the, I, I'm going to recommend this. So you go on Peacock. I'm telling you, it's still the best war games match ever done. Dusty, the Road Warriors, Nikita Koloff, and you have the Four Horsemen. It's it's Tully, it's um, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, Lex Luger. I'm telling you, go watch the original that was here in the Omni at in, in Atlanta, and that's the best War Games ever put on because it was a brand new. I didn't concept realize that was awesome. here in here in ATF. Yeah, sure it was it. in '87, in 1987. It was here at the at the Omni, the first ever one that was done. So I would. Strongly recommend if you get. I know. I know you don't have enough to do, Kevin. I know you ain't got. You got all kinds of free time, but I'm telling you, go on Peacock and watch it. I want to ask you one last quick question. You see, I, I, Becky Lynch is as important to the industry as anybody that there is. You see how that crowd. You were there last night. You see how that. I am. I think she is magnificent. I think she's brilliant. I think she's also the best at using social media. I mean, you talk about tippy-top suit. For all the things we talk about Brock and, and Roman, Becky Lynch is right up there with everybody in that company right now. Yeah, she's she's operating in her operatic high note, yeah. and she is just she's just magnetic. Everything about her is magnetic. When she entered yesterday, you know, I said she's a jawbreaker, she's a headline maker, and now she's a War Games winner. And it's great to have her back on Raw. And, and, and the way she went up into the crowd, the man of the people, uh, um, she's, she's absolutely wonderful. And, and, you know, away from it all, she's a top-class human being as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm someone, I, you know, she's just, she's just a wonderful human who's incredibly passionate about the role that she's in, the company she's with, and she always wants to push the envelope. So huge respect for Becky Lynch. Who's got the you know, better? We grew, up, we, grew up about, we grew up about two miles from each other. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Who's got the better accent, you or her? I mean, that's up to you to decide, right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter, at Kev underscore Egan. You can watch him every Monday night on the USA Network, WWE Raw. He is the play-by-play voice. Formerly, of course, Atlanta United on Bally Sports. And join us on the waitfor.com hotline. Kevin, as always, buddy, you know I love talking to you. Appreciate it so much. I love bouncing around to different things with you. So thank you so much. Continued success, and we'll talk again soon.
Loads of fun, bud. Take care. and Love to all the listeners tonight. Have a great one. You got it. When we come back, what's bugging Chuckry? Your voice was heard. That's why he was suspended. I'll explain it all next. Chuckery in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Back to more John Chuckery. He's in the zone. Sports Radio, 929 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday night. 404-741, excuse me, 0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Hey, don't forget, we got 1040 now, a couple hours from right now. We will do Rankum. So we got Rankum coming up. We got Dylan back. And here's the thing, okay? We haven't done Rankum in a couple few weeks. Because, you know, with you not being here, like, Day-Day Day Day knows it and, okay. Right. But, like, I don't like going through and having to explain how to do stuff to everybody else. Okay? I understand. So I get aggravated. And, you know, <laughs> it takes a lot to get me aggravated, right? Right. So, you know. You're I'm pretty just, patient fellow. Right. So it's just like, uh, okay, we got Josh. Or the, okay, hell with it. We'll just. I'll make up something at that point, right? I'll, I'll get that's when it. something nonsense goes on the rundown. Yes, yes. I mean, that's what I just—I literally put like. So I think last last week, whatever we talked about, the Survivor Series and stuff like that, whatever. Talked about war games. Talked about my favorite war game. That's why I started Kevin. You know, the war games. You know, the, the first ever, first ever war games was here in Atlanta at the Omni. Do you remember that in '87 at the Omni, the first ever war games match? Oh yeah, I was there. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. Right, right. So. Have you ever even heard of War Games? Uh, like not the movie. You mean like Call of Duty? Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, uh, so we will do a rank them tonight. Uh, That's what he, makes it special well, that I'm here. Here's what's funny: even when we don't do rank them, people are geared toward like Tuesday. It's what we do. So I get lists on my Twitter page. I get lists on the text line and stuff like that uh, for it. So I appreciate the people that. Inter- the, the idea is for that segment to be interactive with you, the listener. Right. So and I'm um, glad we can keep the tradition going tonight. Exactly. So we can get back to it. So more more than anything, more than doing Rankum, I don't have to spend time explaining what, what we do because that starts aggravating me, you know. Um, so anyway. Because then too many questions to get asked and you, you got you to gotta do too much, you know, answering of questions. Yeah, and I start, you know, cursing you out and, and like <laughs> – you know, I thought this guy got promoted to my show, but anyway. Uh, so, again, without being the a-hole, um, we will do rank them coming up at 1040 uh, here this evening. Um, in case you missed it earlier, so UGA State at 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, Southern Cal now is at number 4 with Ohio State, Bama, Tennessee, Penn State, Clemson, K-State rounding out the top 10. Here's what I believe. Georgia is in win or lose on Saturday. Michigan is in win or lose on Saturday. I also believe as long as they don't get beat by five touchdowns, which they're going to probably win anyway, but I believe win or lose, TCU is in as well. This won't be a repeat of 2014 when they were fourth in the poll and then dropped down to sixth after they won. I mean, that that whole Baylor-TCU thing in 14 was ridiculous. Now, I will say, I did get to go to the College Football Hall of Fame for the Peach Bowl party because that was Old Miss and uh, TCU that year. That was a lot of fun. I, I, but, again, the, the, the Peach Bowl is going to be one of the semifinal games this year. So I don't know if they'll have a media event at the College Football Hall of Fame or not, but I will certainly, if they do, I certainly would love to go there 
That was actually the night that Georgia played Louisville in the Belk Bowl, by the way, was that uh, that night of that party. But anyway, um, so I believe Michigan, Georgia, TCU are all in, win or lose on Saturday. Obviously, if Southern Cal wins, they're in. I know Ohio State's fifth. In a year where you don't have anybody else, they probably get in at number four and play Georgia here at the Peach Bowl if Southern Cal loses. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm rooting for Southern Cal because Ohio State doesn't get in the playoffs. You lose by that much on your home field and you get run over the way that you did against Michigan. And I will say it again, Mike Conti and I were going back and forth on Twitter about this on Saturday, but I've got Hugh Douglas on my side now. Ryan Day is the number one reason Ohio State will not win a national title. He is John Cooper 2.0. He's a good coach, does some good things. He's an elite recruiter like John Cooper was. Cooper won three Big Ten titles, won the Rose Bowl, won the Sugar Bowl, but couldn't get in the national championship mix, couldn't beat Michigan. And what happened? Dylan, ask me what happened. What they, happened? They fired John Cooper, okay? Mm-hmm. Ask me what happened two years after they fired John Cooper. What happened? They won the national title. Mm. Jim Trestle took him to the national title. Is that random happenstance? Yeah, yeah, just kind of one of those dumb things, huh? Yeah, quinky dink. Right. And and Ryan Day was the hand-picked successor by Urban Meyer, okay? Yet you know what Ryan Day inherited? What's that? He inherited Justin Fields in that Ohio State team, okay? I promise you, Ryan Day didn't bring Justin Fields over from the University of Georgia. Urban Meyer brought him over, then retired, handed the keys and said, here's your Ferrari, don't screw it up. And they got to the playoff, and you know, they they were there with Justin Fields. Ask me if ask me if they've been to the playoffs these last couple of years so far. Have they? No, no, they hadn't. So I've said before, Ryan Day is the number one reason they will not win a national title there. But anyway, so there's your top ten. There's where it lays out. Clemson's playing for a shot to go to the Orange Bowl. That's about it. Um, if if it if it holds chalk with those four teams, it'll be. I think K-State's going to drop when they lose. I think you're going to get Bama and Texas as a rematch in the Sugar Bowl. I think Bama and Texas is your rematch in the Sugar Bowl. Tennessee's going to get in the Cotton Bowl, and they'll probably they'll probably play uh, Tulane. Assuming Tulane wins this weekend, they'll probably play Tulane. What I would have liked to have seen was Tulane and LSU in the Cotton Bowl since they used to play one another. In their, where's Tulane located? Oh, Tulane is located in uh, – I have no idea. Let's get to what's bugging Chuckery if that was it. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Dylan, ask me who's back and available to play this weekend in the NFL. Who's back? Deshaun Watson. I figured it out, too. Louisiana. New Orleans, Louisiana. Yes. That's do, where do, Tulane do, is. Okay. Do you know? Quick history lesson. Before there was a Superdome in New Orleans, okay? They played the Super Bowl at Tulane Stadium. Wow. At their on-campus stadium. That's crazy. Go watch the video highlights of Lynn Swan in Super Bowl, whatever it was, five or six or whatever it was. When Lynn Swan makes that diving catch that the ball bounces up and then he catches it again. Hey, that's at Tulane Stadium in the Super Bowl. Cowboys and, and Steelers. In the Super Bowl, that was at Tulane Stadium. So, anyway, um, 
appreciate the history lesson, yeah, Chuck. I just you're always teaching me stuff, man. These, I appreciate that. All these things I know that I've got to. Anyway, you know, Thanksgiving just passed. I'm thankful for you, Chuck, and all that you teach me. Yeah, I just, you know, I talked to Vince Cellini the other day, and he said, yeah, and I, I said, you know, one of the things I like working with you is we have a pretty similar frame of reference. I said sometimes I talk to these guys, you know, Garrett, <laughs> Dylan. Um, Caleb or just, you know, the dopey millennial, Steven, you know, the dopey millennial group that we have. Yeah. Right. And you guys look at me when I talk about things that it's like I've got three heads. But we're so, fun, though. We're no, fun. it is. We're I, listen, fun. All, you're all good guys. <laughs> you know, I haven't knocked your guys' heads together yet, so it's all good. So anyway, um, so this weekend is Deshaun Watson heads to Houston, the scene of the crime to play in the NFL. The attorney for all of these women that, you know, had obviously accused Watson sexual harassment, Tony Busby, who's who that rhymes with sleazy. He said about 10 of the women that accused Watson of sexual harassment plan on being at the game on Sunday. Now, the majority of the women have said, look, we've settled it. Let's move on. I don't want to drag it all up. But again, you're going to have a group of women. Here's Busby's quote. Quote, some of my clients asked to go. Can I tell you, none of them asked to go, but that's a sidebar. Quote, they thought it important to make it clear that they are still here and they matter. Yeah, we know, because that's why he was suspended for 12 games. We know you're there. And we sympathize. But now it looks like a photo op. Okay? He got his 12-game suspension not because he jaywalked, but because of what he was accused of. Yes, we all know. Yes, everybody's talked about it. They say, quote, some of the women want to attend the game to, quote, to kind of make a statement, hey, we're still here. We know you're here. That's why he got 12 games. That's why he had to settle all these things. That's why he's getting sued civilly. We know you're there. This is like Eminem. Guess who's back? Back again. We know. We didn't think you went anywhere. Nobody thought you weren't around anymore. Many of you probably had to sign non-disclosure agreements and stuff like that and got a, a payment settlement and all that. We know. Like, this is, this is going to, I'm telling you, trust me on this. This is not going to be the, the big thing that this Tony Busby, which rhymes with sleazy, thinks it's going to be. Okay? It's, it's not like, you think they're going to put these women on the video board or something? Now let's honor the women who accused Deshaun Watson of sex. No. You think the TV cameras, whoever's got the game, Fox or CBS, you think they're going to put the TV cameras on those women? This is like that woman who protested Augusta National. Martha Burke. Remember her, Dylan? Of course you don't. I can, I'll answer it for you. Of course you don't remember Martha Burke. Martha Stewart. No, Martha Burke. <laughs> this is like that. This isn't that. You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, 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 you know, the, this isn't the slam dunk that you think that this is. 
not the word I'm looking for, but it's all I can come up with. Okay? An NFL spokesman did not immediately reply to an email from the AP. Hell yeah, of course not. The NFL's not. What do you think the NFL's going to say? Yeah, we can't wait to get these women on TV on Sunday. We can't wait to put their mugs on TV. <sighs> the women have declined to comment about it as well. Yeah, because I bet you, I'll, I'll guarantee you, ain't none of them want to be there. This is Tony Busby, rhymes with sleazy, that wants them there for the PR photo op. And by the way, I thought that that part of the sexual assault is that it's anonymity. You don't want to. Anyway, there is nothing that makes sense or is going to send any positive message about this. This is going to backfire for them. And this is all because the attorney, Tony Busby, rhymes with sleazy, wants to have all of this done. Hey, uh, Hawks fans, got a new podcast for you. Ready? Nothing but Nest. My two guys, Caleb Johnson, Sparty Deshaun Tata. Saw him at the game last Wednesday. Check it out. Uh, check out Nothing But Nest for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. When we get back, let's talk some Hawks basketball. Hawks need to get it together. A couple of numbers up next as well. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.